listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoyed this program, please consider supporting us by joining the Vintage Radio Club. All Vintage Radio Club members get access to our Saturday program in which we present shows that are longer than our half-hour podcast which feature productions from Lux Radio Theater and Mercury Theater on the Air and more. If you join us on our Patreon page, you get more features like an exclusive I Love Old Time Radio sticker, access to our ad-free podcast, and more. Visit iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support for more details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, the Green Hornet hunts down the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. This episode originally aired on July 20th, 1939, and it's called House and Home. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies that even the G-men cannot reach. The Green Hornet. Faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. 
Ride with Britt Reed as he races toward another thrilling adventure. The Green Hornet strikes again. Hurry, Cato. We're out to break the tenement racket. see so many fire engines. Hey, there's a dame on the roof. Now stand back, all of you. They'll get her. Gangway coming through. Nobody come through these fire lines, but Here's my press card. Lowry of the Daily Sentinel. Oh, reporter, huh? Right. Open up, officer. Okay. Wait a minute. Is this guy with you? Superintendent Snakes, don't you recognize me? I'm Axford. I used to be on the force. Oh, yeah, Axford. Oh, I guess you let me get by with you. No, you don't, Axford. You ain't on the force now. It's all right, officer. He's with me. Come on, Axford. I'm telling you, Lowry... If it had been any other cop, they could have got us through them fire Yeah, lines. yeah, watch that hose. Don't tangle up those big feet of yours. Good gravy, Lodi. Look at that ladder. Them firebugs got us right up to the roof. Swell. They're bringing down that woman. And there's a kid with her. He's coming down, too. Well, don't stand gaping, Axford. Follow me. When that woman and her kid hit the pavement, I want to be right on the spot for an interview. Yeah. Let me ask her some questions, Lodi. You? I'll do the talking. You listen and learn. Easy now, lady. You're all right. Don't worry. Everything's fine, That's my Tony, where's my Tony? He's right behind you, lady. Oh, Mom, Mom. Oh, Tony, my little Babino. So much smoke, so much fire. He climbed down the ladder, Mama. All the way down the ladder. I'm going to be a fireman when I grow up. You're lucky to be alive so you can grow up, Sonny. Who are you? Suppose I ask you the same question, mister. I have a right to be here. This building happens to belong to me. Oh, so that's who you are, Macklin, huh? Yes, and I'm having you and your friend thrown right back in the police lines where you belong. Hey, you there. You with a hose. Who's throwing who out? Relax, Axford. I'll handle this. We'll see about that, you fireman. Listen, mister, we're putting out this blaze. There's no... Throw this man out. Throw them both out. I demand it. Yeah, and who are you to be given orders? A battalion chief? Why, I, I own that building. I'd be ashamed to admit it. Now stop bothering me. <laughs> I guess that'll hold you, Macklin. Now listen, lady. Let's have your own personal story. Where were you when the fire started? Yeah. I want no reporters slipping around. Mister, with a fire like this, reporters are around like bees after honey. Now get out of here and stop bothering me. I'm warning you. You'll be careful what you print. The law takes care of things like that. Holy crow, he's burning up worse than his tenement, ain't he? What's your name, lady? Please, you know, Bob. I'm Tony Pitlack. Mom and me live in that house. What's left of it, Sonny? Now, look, Mrs. Pitlack, how'd you like your picture in the papers? Right on the front page, you and Tony. Please, they put the fire out pretty soon. You let us go? You and Tony come along with us. We'll take care of everything. That's it, Tony, come on. Where are we going? No, we stay here. Sure, lady, we ain't meaning no harm. Don't worry about a thing. Get him through the police line. We'll grab a cab, Axford. It's all right? All right, lady, why, it's perfect. You and your son are coming to the office of the Daily Sentinel. Huh? Get smart, Axford. This tenement fire is big. The Daily Sentinel is going to spread it all over page one. An exclusive story is told by one of the victims. It's all right, Lowry. I'm glad you brought them here. Golly, Reed. They, they was out in the street. Her and the little one. They had to be carried down from the roof. Here, Mrs. Pitlack. You and Tony come right in and sit on that couch. That's the time for us to go home. You're better off here. Gee, is this a real newspaper? Honest? Youngster, this ain't only a real newspaper. This is Britt Reed's own office. That's it. Sit down. My secretary will be right in with some food. Oh, here's Casey now, boss. You should have seen that restaurant owner downstairs. Did his eyes pop when I asked him for milk? 
Here you are, Tony. Drink this. A sandwich for you, Mrs. Pitlack. It's so late. Me and the Tony, please, we gotta go sure, home. Sure, sure, but eat something first. Oh, Sonny, don't try to drink it all in one gulp. Could I come here every day? Oh, Tony, any time <laughs> at all. Now, Mrs. Pitlack, you and Tony were in the tenement house when the fire started, weren't you? That's all right. Me and my Tony will live there. Boss, it's a fire trap if I ever saw one. I know, Lowry. A lot of those old tenements are still in use. They were built before the new building laws went into effect, so they're allowed to stand. Yeah, but I think those tenements of Macklin's are even worse than the rest. Aren't there some safety devices that they must have, Mr. Reed? Fire escapes and things like that? Don't tell me Macklin's tenements have no fire escapes. Oh, they have fire escapes, all right, but I'd hate to try climbing down one. They wouldn't hold a powder puff. Oh, yet the building inspector okayed them. He did? Well, the mere fact that Macklin's tenements are full proves that. If fires like this one can happen, they ought to be condemned. What does that mean? Huh? What's that, Sonny? What she just said. Condemned. (laughs) (laughs) That means when something is bad, it ought to be stopped. In this case, kid, it means torn down. Torn down? Tony, let me ask you a question. Anything you want, mister. You'll be careful, Tony. Do you like the place you live in? See, see, it's a fine place. A cheap rent. You tell him yes, Tony. Lady, you ain't sticking up for that dub, are you? Hush up, Axford. Can't you see Mr. Reed? How about it, Tony? Wouldn't you like to live in a nice, clean home instead? Gee, mister, can I? No more dirt, no more dark stairs or broken windows. Mrs. Pitlack... If the fire didn't finish that tenement, it ought to be torn down. No, no, mister. We stay there. But, lady, don't you realize... all the time. Talk, talk, talk. We are no listen. We are no want to move. We'll go someplace else. It costs too much money. We stay. It's cheap. It's a fine place. Mrs. Pitlack, you can't really believe that. Well, that fire you just went through was... Please, no more talk. You want to tear down a house and turn us out in the street... No place to stay, no place to go. Sovereign snakes, lady. You, you get a better home. It's a too much money. Mr. Macklin, he's a good landlord. We stay there. Mrs. Pitlack, we're trying to help you. You try tear down my home. I'm a say no. I'm a good American. Me and Tony, we have a citizen's pay. Oh, wait a minute. Tony, now, you come with Mom. Yes, Mom. Well, take it easy. You can't. Never mind, Larry. If we try to stop her, she'll only get more frightened. Uh, Axford. Yeah, Reed? Go along with them. See that they get home safely. And what a home. We're like. Goodbye. Uh, Mrs. Pitlack, are you surprised at you? Well, isn't that something? Yeah. Try to help them and look what you get. Yes, it's, it's too bad. It's disgraceful, that woman, keeping a kid like Tony in such an environment. Just a moment, Miss Casey. Are you blaming Mrs. Pitlack? I certainly am. Well, then you can stop it right now. She's no more responsible than, well, her little son. Gosh, boss, she's keeping him there, isn't she? Lowry, Mrs. Pitlack is poor. She's uneducated. Like the rest of the people who live in those slums, she has to fight for existence. We're not arguing about that, Mr. Reed. Those people can't afford better living quarters. They scrimp on every penny. And because they're poor and alone, they're afraid of any attempt to pull them out of their accustomed routine. But we want to help them. They resent it. They cling to what they have. Those tenements of Macklin's aren't worth having. Well, try and convince them. You heard, Mrs. Pitlack. Uh, It is impossible, Mr. Reed. The only way to get them out of where they are is to raise those slum dwellings to the ground. Every last one of them. Sweet chance of getting Macklin to do that. He makes a mint out of those tenements. Crowds him in like sardines. The Daily Sentinel can put pressure against such conditions. Maybe we can arouse the building inspectors. Boss, that three-alarm fire will do plenty. Yeah, well, we'll keep it up. If those fire traps are once torn down, there'll be new homes built, better homes, fit for a living. For Mrs. Pitlack and Tony. And all the others like them. But Macklin won't like it, Mr. Reed. We're not concerned about Macklin. Slums have no place in this city. We're going to start cleaning house. <laughs> Set no paper! 
Imagine the nerve of that young publisher. Why, he could sue him for a libel. What does he mean by raising a fuss about my tenements? Now he's just looking for circulation. Sells more papers. Perhaps I will sue him, Weaver. Better not try it, Macklin. Remember, them tenements ain't exactly perfect. Now listen here, Weaver. You're the building inspector, aren't you? That's me. You went over my tenements and found nothing wrong. Isn't that true? I found plenty wrong, and you know it. I'm not so loud. There's a reporter outside. He ain't hearing. There's plenty out of line with your tenements, Macklin. Plenty. Now look here, Weaver. Are you double-crossing me? You promised you'd give my tenements an okay. Sure I did. It's all fixed. Why do you say things like that? You mean about the stuff that's wrong? I'm just reminding you about it so you won't try no libel suits against the Sentinel. Why not? Your report backs me up. Sure. But the suit for libel's going to start a lot of other people looking through them buildings. They'll be checking up on my report. Let them. Your report's the only one that counts. Yeah, but why take any risk when we don't have to? Just keep renting out your tenement space and raking in the door and forget this sentinel business. Uh, man, perhaps you're right. Of course I'm right. Them tenants you got ain't kicking. <laughs> oh, they're too ignorant. Imagine, Weaver, they're taking my side against the sentinel. Can you beat it? They think the sentinel's trying to drive them out of house and home. The saps don't understand we're making suckers out of them. Huh? Did you say we? Sure, you're the landlord and I'm getting my cut, ain't I? Uh, Yes, yes, Lad. Yes, Mr. Macklin? Is that reporter out there? Yes, he is, Mr. Macklin. He's been cooling his heels for an hour. Send him in. I have a little surprise for him. Is that the guy from the Daily Sentinel? Yes. Watch his face when he learns you've okayed my tenements. <laughs> so, you're finally welcoming the press, huh? Oh, not all the press. Just the Daily Sentinel. Uh, you know Weaver? He's the building inspector. Yeah, here you went over Macklin's slums. Yeah, that's a strong word. For those dumps, <laughs> it's mild. Mr. Weaver has concluded his tour of inspection. Before he releases his report generally, I thought I'd like to hear the Daily Sentinel hear it. Oh, giving us a scoop, huh? Your paper's been so interested in my tenements, I thought this was the least I could do. Don't kid me, Macklin. You hate the Sentinel. Okay, Weaver, what's the verdict? My report clears Mr. Macklin of any blame. His tenements comply with the building regulations in every respect. What about the fire escapes? These buildings were erected quite a few years ago. They obey all the requirements for dwellings built at that time. I guess that settles your newspaper crusade once and for all. Why, you profiteering... Never mind the name. I should have known you weren't giving us anything, Macklin. My tenants are satisfied. Sure, they don't know any better. So this is your scoop. I hope the Sentinel has learned its lesson. Well, if that's the report, there's nothing we can do. But I'll tell you one thing. Well? I smelled a rat when I came in here. Now I'm sure of it. You don't say. Yeah. Only I got my numbers wrong. It wasn't one rat I smelled, it was two. And the names are Macklin and Weaver. Did, eh, Lowry? Weaver gave Macklin's tenements a clean bill. I guess if Weaver okayed it, that finishes our campaign. Oh, I know, I know, Lowry. I feel the same way, but there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, I think it's a shame, Mr. Reed. You heard what Lowry said? No, I got the gist of it from your answers. Macklin's tenements won't be condemned. The building inspector passed them. How could he? Those tenements aren't fit to live in. The Sentinel's gone the limit on this, Miss Case. Nothing more we can do. You might as well get out to your desk. Well, the way I feel now, I could tear it apart. You and I both, Miss Case. I'd rather do it to Macklin. Rotten tenements. Slums, every one of them. 
And Macklin lives on that kind of money with the help of a crooked building inspector. Ah, there ought to be some way. Some way of taking care of men like that. Macklin and Weaver. The law can't touch them, but there's one person who can. It looks as if I'm going out once more as the Green Hornet. The curtain falls on the first act of our Green Hornet adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. to continue our story. Later that evening in his apartment, Britt Reed spoke to Cato, his valet and the only living man to know him as the Green Hornet. Well, that's the situation, Cato, and something must be done about it. It's very bad, Mr. Britt. There's already been one fire in Macklin's slum dwellings. Fortunately, the tenants escaped with burns and minor injuries. Those tenants are back there again, living in those same uncrowded sanitary conditions. Yes, sir. Unless those tenements are condemned, the situation will continue. We can't have that happen, Cato. What can you do, Mr. Brett? Those tenants are poor, like Mrs. Pitlack. If no other way is open, they must be scared out of staying there. How do you do that? Another thing. Weaver's report on the tenements hasn't been turned in yet. Macklin showed it to Lowry this afternoon. That report won't be released until morning. I see, Mr. Brett. Bring the Green Hornet mask and the gun and some Green Hornet seals. We're going out in the Black Beauty tonight. Keeping to deserted side streets, the Black Beauty raced for the slum section of the city. Leaving the car in a dark alley, Britt Reed and Cato moved cautiously into one of Macklin's tenements. Here we are, Cato. Fortunately, the halls are unlighted. I trust Macklin not to spend any money to give these poor tenants light. Yes, it's very dark. Have you got the Green Hornet stickers? I have them. Yeah, I'll take half of them. Now, you understand what we're to do, Cato? Yes, sir. We'll start at the top floor and put a Green Hornet sticker on every door. Make sure your mask is on completely like mine. That's right. Keep your hat well down over your eyes. Should we pass anyone in the hall, the darkness will do the rest. All right? Up the stairs. Well, 
The two masked figures climbed the dock stairs until they reached the top floor. They worked their way down, putting Green Hornet stickers on each door. So far, so good, Cato. We put the stickers on quietly so as not to arouse the tenants. But this time, we won't bother about being quiet. Why, Mr. Britt? Well, this door happens to be Mrs. Pitlack's room, Cato. We're going to make sure that she sees the Green Hornet as well as the sticker. Paste the sticker on. Mrs. Pitlack, open the door. Mrs. Pitlack. Please, who are you? What do you want? Mrs. Pitlack, you're moving out of this tenement. It isn't safe. Huh? Who's the talk? You pull your hat down so I know I can see your face. Here. Can you see me now? <gasps> you wear the mask. What do you want? Look at that sticker on the door. <gasps> Mother of me, it's the Green Hornet. That's why you wear the mask. The Green Hornet. Yes, Mrs. Pitlack, and the Green Hornet is telling you now move out of this tenement. It isn't safe. See, I go. I go right now. Me and the Tony. You and all do nothing. I'm going to hear about these Green Hornets. You're a bad man. Nothing will happen to you if you move. Remember that. See, see, I don't forget. Come on, down the stairs to the car. Help, police. Help, the Green Hornet. Listen, Cato. Look, Green Hornet, what do you mean, Green Hornet? There she goes, rousing the house just as I figured. When those people start calling headquarters, things will start popping. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're the fifth one to call up about them Green Hornet stickers. Yeah, there's a cop on his way there from the beach right now. Ah, them cranks down in the tenements. Probably a bunch of kids playing tricks. Suffering snakes, Dyle. Ain't you going down there to your own self? Will you mind your own business, Axford? I know what I'm doing. But golly, if it's the Green Hornet... Maybe it is, but most likely it ain't. What would the Green Hornet be doing pulling a childish stunt like that? When that harness cop calls up, it's time to ask... Holy crow! If I was running this department... But you ain't, you big lug. I am. And I ain't going out on no wild goose chase. Ah, another one. What do you want? Hey, Sarge, it's on the level. The Green Hornet was down here. Huh? You say the Hornet did plant them stickers? Holy crow! The tenants are in an uproar. There's Hornet stickers all over the place. Hey, get me the Daily Sentinel. Uh, quick, operator, hurry. You're sure it ain't a joke? Not on your life, Sarge. They're milling around worse than when that fire happened. Hold everything. I'll be right there. Sentinel? Hey, give me Lowry, quick. Michael Axford, that's who's calling. It's on the level, Axford. The Green Hornet. Lowry? Yeah. Hey, listen. The Green Hornet's down at one of Macklin's tenements. Hey, Kelly, get a squad car out. Okay, sir. I'm going down there after him now. Me and Dyle. Hey, hey, Dyle. Send out an alarm, Joe. The Hornet's been busy downtown. I'll do that, Sergeant. That squad car ready yet, Kelly? It's here and waiting, sir. Okay. Dyle. Hey, Dyle, wait for me. Sovereign snakes, you can't catch the Green Hornet without you have me along to put the finishing touches on him. <laughs> Calling you this time of night. Hello? Mr. Macklin, this is Police Sergeant Doyle. I'm calling from one of your tenements. Police Sergeant? One of my tenements? What's wrong? Anything happened? The Green Hornet slapped stickers all over the place. Do you know anything about it? Why, that's foolish. What would the Green Hornet have to do with... Put down that phone, Macklin. You. The Green Hornet. What are you doing here? Huh? The Green Hornet, he's here. Stop that phone. Here, look here, you can't You're coming that. with me, Macklin. No, no, you can't. We're going to call on Weaver, the two of us. I won't go. I want to find out about those tenements of yours. You're a crook. You can't make me... I'll make you do anything I want. A pretty nice racket you're running. Are you calling me a criminal? Those buildings are fire traps. You're raking in plenty of rent on them. That's why I'm interested, Macklin. 
We're going over to Weaver's now. It's a showdown. You realize that phone is still open? What, the phone? Hold it. The police have heard every word you said. I'll take care of that. Too late now. Perhaps I wanted the police to hear. If you persist on taking me to Weaver, you'll run right into them. I'll be the best judge of that. Every squad car in town will be at that tenement house of yours, and that's 20 minutes away. Now, get moving. Very few. Oh, we'll see about that. Drop that face. <laughs> Poor A. Macklin now. <laughs> I said you're going to waver with me, and I mean it. Oh. That punch will keep him out just about long enough to get him to Weaver's place without any fuss. It's only two blocks away. It's coming over here, is he? Lucky thing the police overheard him and called me. Right 16, left 24. I'll have those papers out of the safe before he pokes his nose in here. Now over to the right. 12, and open. Ah, here they are now. Now I'll toss them. What the... Macklin! Look out, Weaver. He's right behind me. Shove your men ahead just in case you might be waiting with a gun. You, the Green Hornet! Oh, my jaw. Still groggy. You knocked me out and brought me here. I see you've opened your safe, Weaver. Hand those papers over. You want them, Hornet? Pull them out of the fire. No, you don't, Weaver. Come on, Macklin, get him. Don't try it. There's someone behind you. Huh? Another guy with a mask. Another gun. One move and you get a dose of gas. Okay. We ain't moving. That's better. Close that door and lock it. Now I'll see why you were so anxious to burn these papers. They have nothing to do with me. Sure. Just reports, that's all. I'll be the judge of that. Listen, Hornet. If it's money you're after. Very interesting. Here's a report, Weaver, stating that Macklin's tenements conform with the building laws. That's true. They do, every one of them. We're going to turn this report in tomorrow. What about it? Well, were you or were you not? Well, yeah, if you must know, I was. Yes, these other papers are the ones showing the actual results of your checkup on those tenements. According to these, there are plenty of things wrong with the buildings. Weaver, you fool, keeping those papers. Here's one on fire escapes. Supports rusted away, incapable of holding more than 20 pounds. And this one, broken steps, banister completely missing. Which is correct, Weaver, your fake report or these inspection sheets? What are you asking for? You know I faked the reports. Weaver, if I had any idea you were hanging onto those inspection sheets, it's I'd It's too late now, Macklin. Why didn't you destroy them? I was going to. He didn't destroy them because he figured he might be able to use them against you, Macklin. Against me? What do you mean? My guess is Weaver kept them around so he could dig more money out of you. What? Hush money. Am I right, Weaver? Who asked you to butt in? Weaver. So it's true. I paid you for these false reports and you plan to keep on collecting afterward. You won't anymore. What's to stop me? Okay, I was going to get more dough out of you, Macklin. I'm still going to say you rake in plenty from them tenements. It's my turn now. What do you mean? Just what I said. I have these inspection sheets now. Oh, that's it. Listen, Hornet, those sheets belong to me. You're welcome to take them back. If you can. No, I'm no sap bucking up against the Green Hornet. Well, how much do you want? How much? Don't stall. I'll pay for those. You will, Macklin. You'll pay plenty. He's got you, Macklin. Within limits. Don't forget, Hornet. The tenants in those buildings are with me. They were with you. Have you forgotten what happened tonight? Another fire? Green Hornet stickers were plastered all over one of Macklin's tenements. If I do that a few more times, those tenants will surely move out. You're bluffing. You don't dare. Sure, it takes more than one scare to drive them saps out. Please! So they did hear you, Hornet. Give me those papers. Yeah, there's a squad car at the door. Burn those inspection sheets, quick! Hurry, you fool. If they find them here, we're all in for it. Let them. We're going out the back. Oh, the back, yes. Remember, Weaver, we haven't been here. Not you, Macklin. You're staying. What's the matter with you? I'm going alone with my assistant. Now, don't move. Open up! It's the law! Grab him, Macklin! Don't let the Hornet get away! Give me those papers, Hornet! Stop him! We're leaving! Oh. Oh. Now you've gotten my way! Oh, he's gone! Open oh. up! Bring out the great Hornet! Oh. Smash it in! 
Where's the hornet? Oh, my Joe. What are you talking about? Hey, Sarge. Here's a door to the back. Open it. We locked it on the other side. All right, you two. You know the hornet was here. What was he after? I don't know. He brought me here. Why talk to us? We'll get him. Leave me at that door. Too late, Doyle. You and Axel can't get to the Green Hornet in time. Huh? There goes the Hornet's car now. Ah, I missed that guy by a gnat's whisker again. Well, thanks for coming here anyway. Wait a minute, Mr. Macklin. We ain't through with you yet. What? Why do you say that? These papers were stuck under the back door. Papers? Sure. The Hornet must have dropped them in his hurry. Look at them, Lowry. Well, I... Gimme. What are they, Lowry? I insist you release us. What have the Hornet's papers got to do with us? Wow! These aren't the Hornet's papers. Huh? They're Weaver's inspection sheets on those tenements. Uh, I never saw them before. We'll check that against your handwriting, Weaver. What's more, these papers prove those tenements should be condemned, and these two are going to cover it up. Suffering snakes. You're headed for the jug, both of you. I demand my right to a lawyer. You will get it. Keep an eye on them, Joe. Right, Sarge. You'll be seeing your lawyer in jail. Golly, Lodi. You mean to say them two is crooks just like the Green Hornet? Yeah, with one difference. What's that? Crooks like these guys can be caught. But it takes more than a squad from headquarters to even get close to the Green Hornet. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated. The events and characters depicted are fictitious, and any similarity to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, it seems like uh, this city can't hire any honest building inspectors. And unfortunately, it's not as frequent uh, in real life as it seems to be on the Green Hornet. And I can understand why the mother 
was apprehensive about, um, you know, talking about her living situation because when you can't afford to live where, anywhere else and your only option is on the streets, you're just going to do what you can to survive and provide for your kids. Finding a place to live should not be a hard thing. We have too many homeless people in this country. It's a basic human right to have shelter. Everybody should have shelter. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcast. We are also on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you would like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and clicking on the support button. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with the Green Hornet. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>